one of the big reasons that I stopped engaging with porn is because I started questioning the deeper nature of sexuality. And while on the surface level, it seems like it's a physical thing, that's just the surface level of it. My very first mushroom experience still today just keeps to repeating to at me everything is energy that is so clearly apparent in sexuality by seeing how disengaging with porn has shifted my energy the amazing thing about the mushrooms is that they speak they talk to you they will answer questions carry on conversations Psilocybin just pulls up a chair on the porch and puts its feet up. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Psilocybin Says. I am your co-host, Eric Osborne. For those who don't know, Psilocybin Says is a lifestyle and personal growth podcast that centers around the use of psilocybin mushrooms for that personal growth and self-development. They're fantastic tools for exploring spirituality, mental health, and the nature of reality itself. In this episode, Courtney and I are talking about a topic that I have been wanting to address publicly for quite some time. It is a sensitive issue, and that is pornography, as you probably gathered from the brief intro. I know it's a tough one to talk about, but it's important. In this conversation, we just kind of scratched the surface of how pornography impacts our well-being our hopefully this is going to be a conversation that we explore in future episodes in greater detail so if that's something you'd like to hear let us know you can email us at eric at psilocybinsays.com or you can connect with us on any of the social media platforms including our (laughs) hardly used tiktok account either way do us a favor give us a review give us a like Give us a share. Let your friends know that this podcast is out there if they are interested in self-development through psilocybin. Hope you enjoy this episode and see you on the other side. When's the last time you watched porn? I'm asking you, Eric. Oh, me? Wow. Whoa. We're going to just jump in the deep end, eh? As we do. Well, well, well. First of all, let me just say that uh, this conversation has been a while coming. <laughs> no pun intended. Well, yes, there was a pun intended. No porn intended. Any pun intended. <laughs> oh, man, this is a topic we've been wanting to talk about publicly. We do talk about quite a bit in our own labs and among our friends. And now let me just say that I read an article yesterday that said that 98% of men in the United States have watched pornography in the last six months. 70-something percent, I think it was 73%, uh, had watched porn within the last week. So that gives me a, a little more confidence in saying that it's been right about a year since I've engaged in any of that. That's quite a feat, considering it's so easily accessed. Yeah, you're, it's right there to my left. There's... Endless supplies of porn inside of that device. So why do you think so many people watch porn? Because sex is fucking awesome. And it's been 
taboo for so long in our culture. It's been such a thing that it's everybody loves, everybody does, and nobody talks about. Not nobody, but very few people. And, you know, anything that you treat like that is going to become fetishized and taboo, and then you're going to be all sneaking and looking, and, and that's just going to build that energy of kind of wantonness and insatiability. That's how I see it anyway. Do you think that most people tell their spouses that they've watched porn? That's a good question. Probably not. Probably not. Even though you, you know, you knew that I engaged with it at times, like it was never anything that I wanted to really tell you about. Sometimes I would because, you know, we just have that kind of relationship where we we really want to be completely honest uh, about particularly sexuality um but uh, probably most people don't uh, there's a lot of shame around sex in our culture people you looked at the statistic that you just mentioned mm-hmm. about men but what about women it was a uh, 70% of women watched porn in the last 6 months and something like 50 or 30% maybe watched porn in the last week it was drastically lower i think it was like i think it was in the 30s uh within the week uh, so you know it's been pretty widely i guess confirmed <laughs> we can just say that men are visual when it comes to their sex drives more so than women women are generally more you, know, you could speak to this better <laughs> probably <laughs> oh but i'm a i'm a woman that could Use my voice to talk about <laughs> yeah. my thoughts and opinions. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I wasn't talking about thoughts and opinions. I was talking about biological conditioning. It would be fair for me to say that research has said over and over that women are more aroused by emotional, sensual activity rather than body parts and that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's not um, the case for everybody. I personally feel in alignment with that research. But I know there's plenty of kinky ass women out there who mm-hmm. could get down with visual. And I, I'm a, I'm an emotional person. I'm, I'm much more turned on, really authentically, deeply turned on by intellectual conversations or spiritual conversations or like a rich emotional connection. It's very unfair to say that men and women are just this way or that way. That was my sex education. Was born okay. as a girl how healthy do you feel like that was looking back it is not the sex education i would want for our daughter Mm. that's for sure i got the impression that i needed to be good and quiet make sure that the man was pleased that was my initial porn education Mm -hmm. it's very much so that is not empowering (laughs) and it deeply affected my ability to communicate about what I wanted about what I want it still affects my ability to communicate about what I personally want in not just sex but in relationships with men in particular now I know that nowadays there's more and more ethical porn coming on the scene and as we were doing as I was doing a little research before this podcast, I did see that there's quite a few ethical 
porn sites that are free like they do offer plenty of free content um because i've heard in the past that you know of course with ethical porn people are like the most ethical porn people are getting paid fairly for the content but apparently there are free sites you know kids obviously aren't going to pay for mm-hmm. porn so mm-hmm. yeah aside from being paid well what does ethical porn in- signify to you it signifies not only consensuality of the act because anybody could say like like what is a consensual engagement in sex like mm-hmm. there's all kinds of layers to that but mm-hmm. to me when it comes to performing in a sex act on camera for a public audience there is a level of vulnerability mm-hmm. there yeah. that is not that goes beyond a private interaction at this point in my life if i'm going to watch other people having sex i have questions that involve did they talk about what they were going to do did they talk about their boundaries beforehand what are you comfortable doing what are you not comfortable doing yeah is it okay if i try this thing with you what is it not okay and if it's not okay I want to know that like it's okay for it to not be okay Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that there isn't pressure to do something that someone primarily the woman or women involved are not comfortable with and also something I've heard a lot about is STI and STD testing it it could be a lot better apparently in most porn companies that there are mm-hmm. like what it about, gets looked over a lot what about this you know the spouse of someone watching porn if they you know and again there's like many layers to this but if someone's hiding watching ethical porn from their spouse is that still ethical uh i guess it would depend on the agreement that is had between the couples like there's so many different types of relationships and Mm -hmm. things that one person is okay with and another person is not okay with i know couples or i've met couples in the past that are they're like in an open relationship and they're like don't ask don't tell type Mm -hmm. of thing like they'd rather not know Mm -hmm. the ins and outs and the details and all that so if that's the agreement then Mm -hmm. i guess could be ethical if one partner's like, I know you watch porn, just don't tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then I guess. Yeah, I mean, ethical. there's, there's, you know, there's so many, like I said, layers and ways to think about this. I mean, from our standpoint in our relationship, did you feel like it was ethical or unethical or undesirable if you found out that I was watching porn and you didn't know or like I hadn't talked with you about it? How did you feel? I felt mm, when you would tell me that you had watched porn on like that day or the day before, there was certainly a resistance or an uncomfortable feeling about it and like a disconnect like, oh, wow, you engaged with with, like a sensual energy and act without me 
with people you don't know. But then there was this voice that came in that was like, well, that's what people do now. So just, uh, get over it. Kind of. And I Which just. Which is always a good reason to do anything. <laughs> 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 yeah. When you told me that you hadn't watched porn in months or however long it had been like a while I felt relieved like a sense of clearing almost mm. why do you think that i stopped watching porn why do i think you stopped watching porn yeah well when i told you that i had stopped because i stopped for about three or four months and then i t- said something to you about it and do you remember thinking or d- did you even think as to why or did you wonder why where did your thought process go then I felt like it had something to do with where we were at in our relationship and the conversations we'd had in the months leading up to that around engaging in romantic relationships with other people and us deciding even is more more than a decision, just like a consensus that neither of us were in alignment with that I felt like it that was the first time like in that I felt in your heart you really felt that way like I'd heard you say that Mm. before in our relationship over it's been almost 10 years now but I never really felt that come from your heart until that point in time Mm -hmm. and so yeah I just felt like there was a an understanding of focus around sex and like the the benefits of focusing energy in one place Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. you were feeling that in a way that you hadn't felt before and how that could apply not just to like actual interactions with real humans Mm -hmm. that we're interacting with but also as far as like entertainment goes Mm -hmm. with porn Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was definitely a huge part of it. Um, you know, when I, I conscientiously made the decision thinking of it as a gift to you and our relationship in ways and a gift to myself, very seldomly has that ever felt good, really. Very seldomly do you ever walk away from watching pornography and thinking, wow, that was really wonderful, <laughs> heartwarming experience. I feel really good that about myself nourishing. now. <laughs> so yeah just trying to in part to rewire my brain too you know i mean it affects the way that you see not just your spouse but the opposite gender overall you know just like you said how your education through porn affected your ability to communicate with men socially certainly had has had an impact on me mm-hmm. and just a comment on that I have also watched more sex education oriented. I wouldn't even call it porn because it was very intentional in being this is sex education mm-hmm. content and videos mm-hmm. that did turn me on. Mm-hmm. But like where I truly did walk away feeling empowered mm-hmm. and feeling like I feel more confident. Mm-hmm. And that has, of course, been the far smaller percentage of mm-hmm. any kind of porn consumption. Um, but I know like, like if I were to thinking of our children mm-hmm. as they grow into adults, mm-hmm. I would certainly 
feel comfortable recommending to them something mm. like that. Mm-hmm. Something where you're seeing two people mm-hmm. communicate yeah. or three people, whatever, mm-hmm. communicate boundaries mm-hmm. and interests and like seeing people communicate in that vulnerable space, I do think can be a very valuable learning experience Mm. and seeing both people be acknowledged as beings and taken care of. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think there's a lot of value to that type Mm -hmm. of content. Yeah, for sure. Uh, And what you bring up is a really, I think, valuable consideration. And in my reading for this conversation, one of the things I came across was the difficulty that the Supreme Court has had in defining what is pornography. So you already mentioned, you brought up the word entertainment, and now we're talking about education, and then there's this kind of gray space, and I I think that pornography, when we say porn, and everybody knows we're talking about you porn and whatever, all those kinds of sites, like that's beyond entertainment, right? Very seldomly are you watching pornography for entertainment it's for self-gratification it's a step beyond i feel like from from entertainment but there's this kind of gradient that we go through in terms of observing sexuality and what it triggers or brings to the surface in our consciousness it's a it's a weird kind of line to walk you know other countries have been you know went to europe many years ago and there's like topless women in blue jean ads in the airport kind of thing and sex is very openly discussed and laughed about, and there's much more acceptability around human sexuality. At the same time, I was in Amsterdam, and there were porn shops that had the worst, nastiest, like bestiality and all kinds of crazy shit. How do you think that the entertainment industry, that that kind of in-between space of entertainment between education and pornography, how do you kind of perceive that and how do you feel like it impacts our perspectives around sexuality how do i perceive the, the entertainment industry well i mean I, we're not gonna be, if 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 the law of the land can't define what is porn and we're not going to try to define what porn is here or it seems obvious to me that there's this grace the space in the middle between education mm-hmm. and self-gratification that is entertainment because we're humans. It is a form of entertainment to watch people in kind of sensual scenarios. So, yeah, I'm just curious how you see the entertainment industry, what role play they play kind of in that middle ground. Well, what you mentioned about how different it is in other countries as far as legality goes um, mm-hmm. in countries like Amsterdam where prostitution is legal um, creates a very different environment than here in the U.S. where you could get locked up or, you know, for paying for sex. Well, it's usually the prostitute that gets locked up. The, that's one of the inequalities is the men get away with it and the women go to jail. So many ways changes i'm looking forward to as generations you saying that actually is like holy fuck like it's actually illegal to be naked how fucked up is that that it's illegal to be naked yeah when you said that about being in europe and seeing ads with topless women it reminded me of how suppressed our culture 
is and uncomfortable with the most basic topics. Just to reflect on that a little bit more, I brought up earlier, what's the stats on women watching porn? Because they're still pretty high based on what you said Mm. and get compared to men, not nearly as high, but still most women seem to be watching porn on at least a semi-regular basis Mm -hmm. it seems like it said in the article it said while you're reading this article i think it was three hundred thousand people in the u.s are watching porn right now only three hundred thousand i mean it was like i'm I'm surprised it was like a thousand word article (laughs) you know like in the time in right now while you're listening to us have this conversation you may be watching porn (laughs) at the same time (laughs) while you're working and uh, <laughs> oh my god covid and all the zoom calls where like professionals have been caught watching porn while they're on a zoom call that's hilarious Fuck, it's, it's it's anyway so we shall not digress how many times i've heard men that i've known and been around bring up porn mm-hmm. and watching it casually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. however when i think about women that mm-hmm. i've known I can maybe think of a handful Mm -hmm. that have openly been comfortable, Mm -hmm. like casually like that, as men often are Mm -hmm. saying, yeah, and this porn video I was watching the other day or whatever. Those women that feel comfortable doing that, if (laughs) if there's men around or women around, there's this like, huh, Mm -hmm. you watch porn? Mm -hmm. What? But if a man does it, it's just like, yeah, there he Mm -hmm. goes again, watching the porn. That's another piece for me as a woman where another element that doesn't feel good. Like I want to be conscientious of talking about this because I don't want people to feel ashamed. I don't want to shame anybody Mm -hmm. for watching porn or being a freak like, you know, or like, you know, you said (laughs) something like you saw like horrible things and sex shops in Europe or something like that. Fucking animals is can that ever be consensual? Yeah, that's a whole other <laughs> animals and children are that's like yeah you know. that's very true anyway although there could be some some animals would probably try and have sex with you if you were like bent over and i've had dogs try to hunt me they would probably sure. be very happy to <laughs> but anyway yeah uh let's cut that out <laughs> <laughs> no okay <laughs> I agree um, with you on that. I don't want to shame anybody it's because yes. like you're watching porn for a, a a reason and it probably has to do with finding relief and it mm-hmm. probably is because or a a reason is because you don't feel comfortable or you feel lonely or unable to connect with other people mm-hmm. and I don't want to like make that worse right for someone and I would never like I tried even though I felt uncomfortable when you would tell me that you'd been watching porn like i know sometimes like you could you could definitely feel it from me mm-hmm. i'm sure mm-hmm. um you've mentioned like you seem uncomfortable with that you would say sometimes but i intentionally tried to set my you know be compassionate and understanding and particularly with women for me because what do you mean with women particularly like i'm thinking of the fact that i have so rarely ever felt comfortable Mm -hmm. or able without being condemned or like severely judged Mm -hmm. um i've 
rarely felt like I could say anything about watching porn. Mm-hmm. I mean, under sexuality in general, probably for women, you know. And I mean, I, I really yeah. admire you for being able to have this conversation here. Uh, it is helpful to women that will listen and men as well. Men need to hear the female perspective uh, on on sexuality. I mean, obviously, you don't speak for all women, but uh, the more voices that we have out there in the chorus, then the better. So I want to go deeper in this concept of energy and where we put our energy. And I'm curious for you. You asked me why I think you stopped watching mm-hmm. porn and. Mm-hmm. I brought up like this idea of focusing your energy. And so I'm I'm curious to hear from you. How has that experience been for you energetically? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. since. Well, let me let me before I answer, let me back up because if there's something you brought up, I think it's real important. Um, okay. The various articles that I read said that most men go to porn or most people, but men were the most viewers go to porn because they're dissatisfied with their sex life. Why that seems important is because I feel like it falls back on what you had said about the shame around sexuality in general, particularly for women. Um, And it may be of value just to consider the possibility that because there has been this shame built around sex, particularly uh, in, in women, that there becomes a inability to be truly sexually free and um, that then leading to greater dissatisfaction among partners and it can go both ways obviously if a woman's not getting her needs met because the man has some sense of guilt or shame you know I've talked with people who were particularly the Mormon religion I've worked with a number of Mormon folks uh, who there was a lot of shame and particularly from the men who weren't able to really be sexually available for their wives and give them kind of help their needs get met. Uh, and in just acknowledging that this is a need, like sex, sex is not a luxury. It's a need. It is a drive by creating guilt and shame around this need. It's like causing guilt and shame around food, you know, and we all know what happens there. So all, all of the conditions that we're experiencing around poor sexual health, I feel like are mostly due to this shaming and secrecy that's involved. And that has been really born mostly by women. Uh, so, you know, just if we want people to have healthy sex lives, then... We really need to be able to talk about them. We, as in men and women, women and men, really be openly able to talk about what sex is. And I think that leans in on this question that you're asking about, you know, in terms of how it's felt for me not engaging in porn. Because the reason I, one of the big reasons that I stopped engaging with porn is because I started questioning the deeper nature of sexuality and what sex really is and while on the surface level it seems like it's a physical thing that we're just like attracted to these bodies or attracted to this person and their style and blah 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 that's just the surface level of it Um, 
-hmm. you know, like I've relayed many times before, the mushrooms, my very first mushroom experience, still today just keeps to repeating at me. Everything is energy. Everything is energy. And that is so clearly apparent to me now in sexuality by seeing how disengaging with porn has shifted my energy around so many things. I look at women differently. I engage with women differently. I feel so much lighter. And when, because I, I wouldn't lie and say that the temptation doesn't arise or the thought doesn't arise, but when that thought arises, I can feel how different it feels. I can sense how different that energy feels. And it just feels like this insatiable hole that can never be filled, you know? And that is, that's, a, that's not a pleasant energy to be with. I mean, of course, we all want more. We all want to expand the quality of our lives and have new experiences and richer experiences. But if we're not grateful and joyful in what we have, then that new experience is just going to be another, you know, like notch in the belt that never ends, you know. So... It, it's it's had some really significant impact on on me in mul in multiple ways, and I think you even feel it. I would imagine, um, mm -hmm. and if that's if that's the case, how so? Um, well, it's all kind of mixed in with this consensual place we got to in our relationship and not involving other people in it right now. So it's like all kind of at the same time. So mm -hmm. a lot of that blends in. Well, it has it definitely has an impact. I mean, the le not watching other people have sex does not draw my attention. Well, I'm not finished answering. Like, yeah, I mean, and I'm I, just kind of working it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I mean, I'm not oh, okay. I trying you to stop trying you. To answer just, for me. No, no. I'm just saying it is it is intertwined course mm -hmm. short answer would be you feel lighter like you feel happier mm. and more grateful simply put mm -hmm. whereas a year ago there were a lot more there were more challenging days mm -hmm. that I uh, felt from you and this feeling of and vocalizing as well that you were wanting more, missing something and feeling down. Mm. And there's a whole lot more joy coming from you now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot more days of you waking up and feeling like happy. Well, so you know, clearly shown through research that porn affects dopamine receptors right and dopamine is the can never get enough just more 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 feel good feel good feel good more 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 and i think on many levels we're not aware how seemingly small acts i mean if you watch porn once a week that doesn't seem like a big deal and i'm definitely not trying to shame anybody or convince somebody to do anything but we do know that it has a significant impact chemically on dopamine. 
uh, which if you are if you're really hitting those dopamine receptors then only the thing that causes that boost in dopamine or only the things that cause that boost in dopamine are going to give you any sense of satisfaction and that's going to be short-lived that being said there's also the the human part take it out of the chemical reaction and just that humanness of like you're saying just being grateful for what you have and not being distracted by perceived possibilities mm-hmm. yeah um yeah I'm happy that you're feeling happy and it feels good to not be wondering how much you're engaging in watching other people have sex Mm -hmm. and it feels empowering to me as your partner to feel like I have a lot more thoughts now that sound like you fill him up like you're Mm. Courtney you're Mm. like you're doing it for him Mm, like you're worthy and super valuable and awesome and look how pleased your partner Mm. is Mm -hmm. with you and so that feels a lot better than the thoughts that I was having before yeah yeah me too my sense of self-worth has definitely improved as well because when you're watching porn and a man is only so valuable as the women he can please kind of thing. That's, that's a thing for men. Very, very many men feel that their value is contingent upon how many women they can acquire and please. And that's fueled by porn mm-hmm. for, for men. Threesome porn is, I think it's the most searched. I'm pretty sure it's the most searched. And I think that underlying that is that sense of, accomplishment through having multiple women want you and then being able to please multiple women but i want to go back to the energy that you brought up because you know we just touched the surface of that and you had an experience with some friends that you were sharing with me earlier about bringing this conversation up and i'd love it if you could share that with the audience because it's probably a more common perspective than we're generally aware of so if you could relate that conversation Mm -hmm. and then we could talk about the subject of it So it was a few months ago that I was over at a friend's house and they were having a gathering, a small gathering, and one of the people there brought up that he discovered all these porn website charges on his credit card account that were not his and he put it together that his teenage son was charging uh, his credit card, watching a bunch of porn, and which led into this conversation amongst the group about porn and different people were talking about their favorite porn sites. And, and I listened 
quietly for a while and at some point shared about ethical porn and that idea like have you all ever heard of ethical porn and shared some of my more recent awareness around how growing up with porn has negatively affected my sex life Mm -hmm. and my ability to communicate to my partners and that was a shock to every single person there Mm -hmm. which I was surprised that that was a shock to people there that that didn't seem to be something that they had really considered how the type of porn they watched like how that gets implanted in their subconscious and how that impacts their relationships and how they view themselves and so that you know they were asking like what do you mean like because I brought up you know sex energy is some of the most potent energy that we have and can utilize and that was also a new concept for them this idea of energy specific to sex and the common thread amongst the group was well like sex is like a physical thing like it's a physical need and there wasn't a spiritual much of a spiritual connection there uh, an understanding of a spiritual connection for them and I was just taken aback by this Mm. in this particular group I mean I didn't know everybody there um, but I knew most of the people in this group and I was totally surprised that this was a confusing topic so it brought to my attention how many people (laughs) just don't aren't thinking about sex in a spiritual way which is really fascinating because we have this whole giant ceremony built around (laughs) marriage and sex that we'll spend our entire life savings on and yet there's a disconnect, mm-hmm. huge disconnect around the sacredness of connecting sexually. Mm-hmm. And so something I'm really interested in exploring further, like how can this this awareness of this energy be honed in on and utilized and what and what's the implications of of honing in on Mm -hmm. sexual energy Mm and like a intentional focus way Mm -hmm. so what's your yeah I mean I guess this kind of comes back to the question that I posed to you about Focusing that energy towards us mm-hmm. and our family, like where have you, what, where, where else have you seen the impacts of of that? 
of maintaining that focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel it in my own personal vitality, for sure. Uh, so there, this this is a topic that maybe at some point we'll do an entire episode on. Uh, it it is of extraordinary value, and it is a very foreign concept to our culture. But it's not a foreign concept to many other cultures, and in particular the Mazatec and the mushroom people there. You know, they have uh, have stipulations around sexual activity before and after a mushroom ceremony, and. Uh, you know, you you know, some of you listeners know that I've been studying kind of Taoist philosophy and alchemy for a while, and within the Asian, Far East kind of Buddhist Taoist um, philosophies and perspectives, there is an awareness that sex, the energy that drive that that fuels our sex drive is the creative energy of God. That this is how all life comes into being. This is the how we bring the immaterial to the material world. You know, all of our souls came into these physical bodies through that act. All of the plant and animal life that we see around us came from the invisible into this ama- amazing physical world through that act. And so really being mindful of the the energy and when we say energy like we can talk about it in very shallow terms or we can talk about energy for what it really is which is information and so whenever we're focusing in on something whenever we're putting energy into something we're putting our intention into it we're, we're fueling it with our this this kind of collective information that we have gathered through our life experience and have interpreted through our life experience and then we impart that kind of sense of being into whatever it is that our focus goes into and this is beautifully observable in a group of people just coming together for a conversation and seeing how the group has a personality. It has a field of energy within the group, and that is because everybody brings something to that group, and what that something is that they bring to that group is their life experience. And so being able to consciously work with that is incredibly powerful. It allows us to like I said, just kind of infuse whatever we're doing with an intentionality, whether we know it or not. And when we can become more aware of that, then, well, we become more aware of it and we can be more intentional with our intentions. And it it has, if there has been anything that has changed my, the way I engage with this existence, um, aside from psychedelics, it has been this growing awareness of the power and the utility of this energy. And I can feel it in my body. I won't get, you know, into too much detail or I don't know, maybe it is. It's something that, you know, people have kind of stopped me from talking about in groups at times because it's a weird and for us and weird and uncomfortable topic. But, you know, um, I have thought about this a lot in relationship to porn. Your like men 
Like your sperm supply is incredibly valuable. It's incredibly valuable. It's incredibly powerful. And I've had times where watching porn and thinking about the amount of vital energy that is just being like released out into kind of nothingness. No, no, like it's being, it's, it's energetically, it's being released into this um, point of focus, right? And if you think about a single pornographic video and, you know, I can remember like back with the porn sites that show you how many views these videos have had. And you think about like some shit like 10 million people have watched a certain video or whatever. Like 10 million people have put their vital, life-giving, creative energy into that. Mm. And... Never thought about it like it's that huge. before. It's huge. I can feel the flow of my energy and my creative power as it is no longer focused on that and no longer given away to that, how it charges so much more in my life. Mm, we do not porn ahead. overlords just stand there and collect. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that's it's yeah. it's real. Like, who's behind that? And I like I've, I've like again, I'm not trying to put any kind of guilt or shame on it. I am trying to bring shine the light of consciousness on this topic, mm-hmm. right? Because it is important and it's valuable that we talk about it. Um, and there's certainly been times when I have watched some fucking raunchy porn and been like, I don't feel guilty, and that felt good. You know, there's been value that has come. And then part of the value that's come from me engaging with porn since I was whatever, like 12 years old, is coming to this point of realizing my own my own power. And that if I reserve that power and reserve that energy for my family and myself, what what potential that carries with it. Mm hmm. This topic is so big. It's crazy that it is so taboo to talk about semen and bodily fluids in general, mm-hmm. actually. I agree. Bodily fluids is not something that no. we're comfortable with. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. The topic of semen retention is like when you just let go of the shame around semen (laughs) (laughs) like it's crazy to even say that because it's how we were made it's why we're here yeah sex and fluid (laughs) coming from our genitals coming from this is like rich in supply with the literal energy that you and we came from. Mm-hmm. It is the reason why we're here, mm-hmm. or a way, a tool um, that is necessary for us to become mm-hmm. into this form. And so it's just nuts that this can feel so challenging to oh. talk about. And I'm curious how many people have been able to stay <laughs> listening Mm-mm. to this episode without well, people, turning it off. People will listen. to other people talk about this stuff because they're curious and they want to talk about it themselves, but they 
not many people there will talk are, about it. I can name five people right now that would have turned this episode off in five minutes out of just the sh- just shame and like mm-hmm. just rushing. Do you want to name them. those five people? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Don't want to add shame to shame for sure. Uh, and I don't know. That's that's been such a big part of my journey through this and it took releasing that shame to be able to release the the kind of grip or not necessarily grip but the influence that porn had on me if i if i still felt the shame that i felt for so many years around sexuality i'd probably still be watching porn mhm you know and, you know, you've been a huge part of that and just allowing me to talk about the things that come up. It, you all, it's so, it's it's all normal. So many people that I've worked with have talked about, like, kind of like the, sh- the shame that they feel around various thoughts. Not just sex, but suicide or leaving their spouse or just like so many things. And the shame is what just keeps the thing running. If you can talk about whatever you're feeling and let go of that shame and know that you're just a, you're just a person. You are just a human. You're doing so good. This world is so confusing and there's so many distractions and so much disinformation, misinformation. Like you're doing really good. So giving yourself some credit and allowing yourself to let go of that guilt of just being a human being. Like that's the fucked up thing about sex guilt is like you're a human. You're supposed to have sex. You're supposed to enjoy sex. Mm-hmm. Like, l- stop feeling guilty about it. Yeah, and that's kind of why I have been in this conversation trying to be careful with my words because, which I guess I already brought this up, but it's taken a lot for a lot of people to, to even be okay admitting that they watch porn and all that so I know it's kind of it's kind of like coming into a different phase of our sexual evolution as a a culture Mm -hmm. Um, because part of that evolution was being open like playboy and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know public access to sex information and all of that so we're just kind of leveling up it's funny that the kind of the religious institutions, the Puritans, the Catholics, and all that would kind of that impart so much guilt and shame around sexuality and pornography and all that. They're actually the ones that are encouraging the sex industry and the pornographic industry, mm. you know, because of the guilt and shame that you that is perpetuated, that then perpetuates that whole thing. So... Sure is funny. Yeah, there's there's a lot there. There's a lot there. Okay, well, maybe we can uh take a break from this conversation now. I guess well, the last thing I would want to ask is what do you what do you think psilocybin says or what does psilocybin say to you about sex? Enjoy it. Consensually. <laughs> if you're enjoying it. It's I don't know. If you're well, truly enjoying it. For me, because you asked me oh, what psilocybin point. says to yeah. me. 
enjoy it. And for me, that means consensually. <laughs> That's a given for me. Yeah, good point. <laughs> what does psilocybin say to you about sex? Mm. Enjoy it, respect it, and use it wisely. Mm. It's powerful. It's so... The Taoist traditions talk about how the internal orgasm releasing that energy inward facilitates like psychic powers like this is how people become superhuman is by instead of releasing that orgasmic energy and this goes for women too it's not just men there is the ability to direct that energy into your own system and to recycle it and we don't perceive of it but we are consuming we are taking in energy not just from the food we eat not just from the air that we breathe but by virtue of being on this planet surrounded by all of these energies you can't you you can't get away from it uh, so to be able to wisely use that energy is an incredible incredibly powerful gift mhm i can't wait to see what our sex life looks like at 70. Well, you've been watching that senior citizen porn, so that gives you some <laughs> idea. <laughs> Whatever. Ah. Hey. You, hey. I you just showed you <laughs> a s- little screen. <laughs> Whatever. Look. Showing. I was researching ethical porn, you I all, know. and I then know. senior porn came up. <laughs> Which you and know, they looked pretty happy. Yeah, though, I will good, say. good, good, good. Enjoy your sex and enjoy your sex life. And, and if you feel like putting it on a display for everybody else, then you have that right. <laughs> yeah, and well, depending on well how I you mean, do it. I mean, not like you know, <laughs> <laughs> in America, <laughs> yeah. if you want to go to jail, yeah, to have yeah, because you've been having sex in I the mean, park. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to just like walk up on somebody having sex. I want to. I want to like engaging in someone else's sex act must be consensual on all parts or should be consensual on all parts. I don't want to just walk upon that. I was thinking about the time I remember in Jamaica when those people were having sex on the beach there beside yeah. us. I felt uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it was a little weird, but I would rather have that happen than a whole lot of other stuff. Oh, I would much, beach. I would much rather people feel comfortable having sex on the beach than feel shameful about having sex <laughs> on the beach. Yeah, so you know, pick your battles. <laughs> for sure. You all right, thank sex? you all for hanging, huh? You want to go have some sex now? Fucking hey. <laughs> okay, bye y'all. Bye. And the beating of the drum. <laughs> <laughs>